Hey listener, this podcast is called Trigger Warning Romance for a reason. It is intended for an 18 plus audience due to the adult context and triggers that may be discussed in each episode. Please check the show notes for a full list of triggers and proceed with caution. You have been properly warned. It's time to count off the triggers. And welcome to Trigger Warning Romance, everybody. I'm Nat, and I have another extra special guest for you today. My BFF, Maxine, is here. Hi, everybody. And we are going to talk to you about 365 Days, the movie. It's a little different than your normal podcast. Yes. Yeah. We watched this movie a while ago together. Yes, But we did. what I loved about it is just the absolute unhingedness of the whole situation. It's... It's not good. <laughs> no, it's not good at all. It's not bad by any means. It's just not. No, great. no, it is. It is bad. <laughs> it is. It is pretty bad. It's almost. Um, what is it? The room bad. Would you agree? Would I agree? It's as bad as the room. The room. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. <laughs> oh, I think this is a little bit better okay. than the room. <laughs> just a smidge. Just a little bit better than yeah, the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not much. Okay. Let's get into it. Okay. I guess because um, this movie is based off of a Polish romance novel. Yes. You did start. Didn't you try to start reading it? Yeah, it was horrible. It yeah. was really bad. I watched this movie back when it came out. I think it was like 2020. When, okay. I don't remember whenever it came out at first. And then I found out. I was like, this, the beats are like very similar to a dark romance. Yeah. So I was like, this has to be a book. And I Googled, and yes, of course it was. But it was of in course. Polish at the time, and they didn't have a translation. Oh, okay. But obviously it had to be pretty big in Poland for them to be able to make a movie out of it. Well, for Netflix to make a movie out of it. Yes. And no? And no. Okay. Because I think at that point, Netflix was just throwing <laughs> anything at the wall. Just whatever. Like, it, it was trying to come up with original content. Do you think they were trying to get onto, like, the Fifty Shades of Grey 100%. bus? And here's the a little tidbit. Oh, this is fun f- fact. This, yeah, this is actually, a f- originally was a fan, like, fanfic of Fifty Shades of Grey. So you're telling me that Twilight inspired mm-hmm. 365 days? Yes. <laughs> okay. Because... I do believe that the author wrote a fanfic and it was called something else. Okay. And then eventually she turned it into 365 days. Okay. Okay. An inspiration, if you will. Yes. Got it. So yeah, Twilight is to blame for this <laughs> situation. Damn. Edward and Bella. <laughs> <laughs> well, Edward and Bella left everybody so high and dry. <laughs> and they did. They only had that one sex scene in the book. Yeah. And it was like a fade to black. It yeah. It wasn't even... Well, in the movie, too. Well, the movie, you got, like, a little bit. A yeah. little, oh, like, you got, like, a like a hint. Like a like a ground black pepper <laughs> spice. <laughs> Not spicy at all. <laughs> okay, so okay. <laughs> let's get into the actual okay. movie. So the, the movie starts with Massimo and his father on a rooftop somewhere by the beach. Yes. 
negotiating something. There was something with like child trafficking, yeah. which I was not. I was like, Ugh, yeah. Well, cute. this is where they were telling you, like, because they backed out of the deal. Yes. So this is the book or the movie trying to tell you they're they're gangsters and they're mafiosos. But they're good gangsters. Yes, <laughs> with they... a heart of gold. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Precisely. Yes. So he's and he sees her like through the binoculars on the beach. But I wonder if it was her. Was it truly her or was it like he was just envisioning? Well, I don't know because the dad saw her, saw quote unquote Laura too. Because remember he's like, what are you yeah. looking at? And he saw Laura through the binoculars too. Which is, I'm like, what beach were they at? Like, was she actually there? They never tell you. No, they don't. I need some clarification. No, no. no the cla- <laughs> we're going to get into this again, but there's absolutely no clarification this entire movie. Yeah, no, there's a lot of questions still unanswered. Yeah. So then the father gets shot. Yes. And Who shoots him? We don't know. We don't know. Why is he getting shot? I mean, I guess because they're gangsters. I guess they're always like about to get murdered. But yeah. Okay. So yeah, dad gets shot. Dad gets shot. And then Massimo gets shot with that same bullet. Went through the dad and into him. And he almost died as well. He almost died as well. And then when he passed out, I guess he hallucinated her some more. Yes. But we don't see that originally. Because remember, we're like, oh, I guess he just saw her on the beach. Because remember, we when this is our yes. second time watching it, we're like, didn't he see her as he was dying? Mm-hmm. But I guess we'll get to that. I guess we'll get to that, There's yeah. like a flashback situation. I mean, yeah, it's fine. Y- you've listened to this podcast. We yeah, never yeah. go to order. <laughs> <laughs> we'll try. We'll try. We'll try. <laughs> so then it flashes forward to five years later. That's a pretty big jump, mm-hmm. I thought. Yeah. Five years, but okay. Makes and sense. we have to mention that the soundtrack to this movie is Michelle Morin. Oh, you're good. You have the name. I have no idea. But I yes. Think, I think that's how you say yes. it. Yes. Oh, sure. Makes sense Massimo himself Massimo did the soundtrack. Himself. He probably had it written in his contract. Like, I need to have at least I, five songs on this soundtrack. I think so. Because he, I think before he was an actress, he was tr- actor. He was trying to be like a music sensation. Oh. Italian, I think. Italian I don't music know. sensation. But anyway, flashes forward to Massimo and Laura like, separately negotiating some deals. Yes. Laura's being this, like, badass corporate bitch. Yeah. She's like, boss babe. Mm-hmm. Ooh, is that, like, that's cringe. A little cringe. Boss it's babe. Fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, and then he's, like, blackmailing the, some, the U.S., like, bank or something. Yeah. He's like, I, he's like, I thought I was sexually adventurous. And then, like, slaps, like, a portfolio to each of the board members. I'm like, Jesus. Yeah. And then... He's like on his way somewhere from that meeting and he gets some sexy videos from his girlfriend that he oh, yes. ignores. He does ignore it because, well, what's funny is I guess they were doing the simultane- simultaneously. Ugh, I can never say that word. Like Laura is in the car and I guess she was trying to take like a sexy video mm-hmm. of herself. But then at the same t- time, Massimo gets a message of like, I guess his girlfriend at the time. Showing yeah. Her There's a lot of that like situation yeah because then she comes home and like her boyfriend is there and she's trying to initiate some sexy times and he wants nothing to do with it nothing to do with it and then he's like did you pack for us for Mm -hmm. our vacation yeah i was like ew yeah he's like he's a jerk yeah he's a jerk at the same time (laughs) our boy is getting a blowjob on the plane blow ski on the plane (laughs) from the flight attendant attendant. there was a lot of blowjobs in this movie there was a lot of blowjobs in this movie massimo this is why I don't think that the author was a true romance writer, like a true romance yeah. author. And you probably know the director was probably a male. Was it a male director? I don't know. We should, we should probably look that up. We should look that up. 
Let's see. <laughs> We're looking this up. So the, the director, there's two directors. There is a lady director and a man director. Maybe the man had the, dr- the driving force. Yeah, on the sex scenes. I'm not sure. Because I haven't read the book. Like, I really tried. Yeah. It was just so bad. Yeah. And so I DNF'd it, I think, at like 8%. Like, not very far right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if this correlates with the book. Or okay. They, if they just like... Kind of took uh, creative liberty with... Yeah. The oral, no, but there's just so much. There's not. He doesn't eat her out at all. Yeah, well, actually, that's... one time in the entire movie mm. when he spits on her. <laughs> God, that was so nasty. Uh, yeah, no, I think well, definitely on their first sex scene, which we'll get mm-hmm. to, and then I think no, when he when he returns back to Poland or okay. not returns back, but like he it comes together. Yeah, when they're doing their like window. Window sex. Sex. Yeah. Which we'll get to, but there was a missed opportunity there. Yeah. They, okay, so what happens next? So then they have, well, I guess during the blowjob scene, uh, Laura is artfully diddling herself. <laughs> yes. So, artfully diddling. <laughs> artfully diddling herself. So I guess, you know, and a lot of, I wrote, I noted down a lot of um, close up sex faces in this, in this movie. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah, like a lot of yeah. yeah, like a lot. His faces are some of my favorite. Yeah, they're they're a little intense. I would have to say. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I took pleasure in watching him take pleasure, though. Yeah, not in like the way he wanted me to, though. <laughs> I giggled my way through oh, it. No, we giggled definitely hardcore giggling through the whole entire thing. We're like, Ooh. yeah. <laughs> So then um, now they're in Italy. Laura, her boyfriend, and I guess some of their friends are in Italy for her birthday. There's a really embarrassing, cringy scene where he's, the boyfriend starts singing happy birthday to her in Italian. Mm-hmm. And she goes to, I guess she's embarrassed. So she gets up to go use the bathroom. She's lost in like a pathway. And that is where we got our first meet cute with Massimo and Laura where he says the infamous infamous line are you lost baby girl (laughs) (laughs) literally the worst and best line in the whole entire movie my favorite part about that is he says that line to her like all up close and sexy right and then she turns around and he's gone gone well even at the beginning she kind of standing there she turns around and he's just there yeah I said, I'm like, he's a magician. He just appears out of nowhere. Yeah. I'm not sure. Like, where did... He had to, like, fucked off into the bushes. <laughs> just just, just jumped into the bushes. Well, because it's, like, this pathway, and it's lined with bushes. Yeah. And so, like, there's really nowhere to hit for him to go. go. Yeah. So where could he have gone? <laughs> Tell you. A magician. Massimo the magician. This is definitely a theme because he appears places and disappears constantly. Yeah, out of thin air. There's definitely <laughs> some black magic going on with Massimo. Um, but you know what I was thinking? I was like, I hate that they don't... I wish they would have shown... Well, I guess they did. I put it in here. That Massimo, like... I wish in that scene they would have shown when he saw her... For the first time, like actually saw her there in Italy and was like, there she is Um, there at that scene versus, again, like a callback to it later. But I guess maybe that's what the directors were going for. 
Okay, let's just put it out there. The directors didn't know what they were going for. Clearly, they didn't know, too. There's a lot of weird cutscenes. Because the movie itself, cinematically, was beautiful. Yes. Like, the the lighting, the staging, the the actors were beautiful, yes. the costuming. Like, everything was beautiful, except it just, like Maxine said, it just sound, it looked like a bunch of random cutscenes. Yes. Like, nothing flowed together. Exactly. Agreed. So you were like watching a very beautiful, very long music video. Yes. Specifically because Massimo was singing, singing. the whole time. <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> the whole entire time. So I guess after uh, Laura and Massimo have their first cute, meet cute, meet cute, whatever cute, whatever, however you say it. Like, he's gone, and then the next day, Laura and her friend are by the pool, and she finds out that her boyfriend went to some significant sightseeing without her, and she's pissed, pushes him into the pool, and then, I guess, is upset and proceeds to wander Italy, I'm assuming Sicily, I guess that's where maybe they were, so. um, by herself, in and going into dark alleys, and it's like, girl. In a bikini! In a bikini. And she did have like a, a little, little cover-up, but yes. nothing, like, major. But she's there, like, crying in random spots and then just, like, wandering by herself. And I'm like, girl, you're going to get kidnapped. Mm-hmm. She's asking for it. She's asking for it. And she got it. And she did. Yeah. There's a very ominous scene where she's in, like, this cobblestone, narrow kind of, like, walkway. Yeah. And we just see headlights of a car. And then a guy, like, behind her. Mm-hmm. But not Massimo. It's just, I guess, one of his little croony guys. It's one of his goons. His goons. <laughs> And he's like, hello. And then it just like cuts to black and she wakes up in a strange bed. And I was like, she's awfully calm considering she's woken up and doesn't know where she is. Probably doesn't even know what just happened to her. And she's just like, just sitting around. Mm -hmm. I was like, girl, I would be panicking. I'd be trying to get, get up. I also have to recall like, just call back to once again, this is the worst romance novel in romance novels because it doesn't follow the romance rules. Okay, what are the romance rules? Massimo didn't kidnap her himself. Mm. He sent somebody to do it. He was clearly there. Yes. Like, he was watching her, right? Like, he also, we have to throw back to, like, he sent her that, like, fancy champagne that she liked. Yes. For her birthday and, like, showed up and nobody knew where it came from. So he was there, like, and he was there to show her where the bathroom was. Yes. <laughs> My lady over there. But he didn't do the dirty work of like, and he let some other guy put his hands on his lady. That's not okay. It's not okay. Thumbs down. Once again, I don't know if this was in the books because I didn't get that far. But I'm just saying, this is not the way of the romance hero. Yeah. Not not good, Massimo. You're you're negative points right now. Yeah, negative points. points. Away. But then what happened was, I guess it had to be nighttime already, and then she finally decides to leave the room. Uh-huh. She woke up during the day, mm-hmm. and I'm like, she leaves the room, so it's not like the door was unlocked, or I'm sorry, locked, and then became unlocked. Like she, unless it, I don't know, maybe I missed that part, but it seemed like she just walked out of the room and started like exploring the I- villa, if you will. I feel like the room was locked for a while, and then, because remember, there was, like, this one shot, it was very quick, so maybe we missed it, of, like, f- like shadows by the door, yeah, like, I underneath. Yeah, that. So maybe that was somebody unlocking, unlocking the door. It. Okay. Uh, again. But nobody guarding the door, nobody, like, being like, hey, 
There's no, we don't know. That's the thing about this whole movie. We don't know anything. <laughs> There's a lot of questions that we have unanswered still. So as she's exploring the villa, she ends up finding a portrait of herself. And Massimo, again, like a fucking magician, <laughs> just appears behind her. And again, he's just like, okay, can we just talk about this portrait? Yes. Because this portrait is not like a portrait. It is fucking massive. It's massive. It's literally like his whole entire back wall. Yeah. And it's just her face. And yes. clearly she's a little creeped out, as she should be. Yes. And then, like you said, he just appears behind her. <laughs> and he says, for the second <laughs> time in the movie, are you lost, baby girl? Are you lost, baby girl? Um, we need. To, I need to have Mr. Savage say that to me. <laughs> he has done it for a video, but I need him to do it again. Yeah. Maybe I'll see if I will get him to, like, insert it here. In insert here. Insert clip here. Okay. <laughs> Are you lost, baby girl? <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I guess then that's when he explains to Laura about why I guess he's obsessed with her. Like, you know, explains about him, his father getting shot, him getting shot, and that he was the last face or sh her face was the last one he saw before he, like, quote-unquote died mm -hmm. um so he's been looking for her ever since and she's just kind of like the fuck yeah 100 percent the fuck i would happen to agree with her the and then we proceed the whole like one of my favorite lines in this entire fucking movie because he's she passes out remember she passes out when he's behind her Yes. Because oh, we forgot to mention oh. she has a heart condition. Oh, she has a, a weak heart. <laughs> and this heart condition comes back in, into play constantly because it makes her faint, I guess. Yeah. So she fainted and we wake. she wakes up and he's shoving an ice cube. Oh, in. yes. He's shoving the ice cube and he's like, suck it. And she's like, you suck it. He's like, suck it yourself. So, suck it yourself. <laughs> That's what it was. The acting, impeccable. Impeccable. Oscars all around. Impeccable. Impeccable. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so I guess he explains to her, like, I'll basically wait for you, Laura, to want me. Laura. Laura. To, uh, <laughs> to guess to do anything. But, of course, he's like, I always get what I want. I don't deal with disobedience. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and stuff. this whole time he's like, there's a whole montage of him just more or less pushing her up against furniture or walls. Yes. And when groping he her as he says to her, I won't touch you against your will. Yeah. I'm like, mm, you're and, a liar. And everybody who listened to this podcast, that's not my problem. You know, that's not my problem. I love me some non-con. It's just the way he goes about it. Yeah. It's a lot of teasing on both their parts because he's yes. like, don't. Don't provoke me. Don't mm -hmm. tease me. And she's like, oh, yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah. And then it's like nothing happens. Exactly. Like, just fucking do it already. Just non-con her or leave her alone, yeah. dude. <laughs> One or the other. But I I, just, I did say, well, I originally wrote, I'm like, we like consent. We like consent here. <laughs> mm. But I guess not really. But he gives her the out, right? So he says, I'm going to give you 365 days to fall in love with me. And if you don't, then you're free to go. Is this normal? Because, again, I'm not a very big dark romance person. Sorry yeah. to all the fans out there. But I want to ask from our expert. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I just recently got Maxine into regular romance. Okay, we're baby stepping our way into dark romance. But is this normal? Yes and no. Okay. Like, there's definitely a sex deal always. Yes. 
But in the romances I read, like I said, there is no ifs, buts, uh, or like, there's no like way out. Okay. Like my romance heroes never will never be like, in 365 days, if you don't love me, I'll let you go. Yeah. Like my romance heroes are like, in 365 days, if you don't love me, I'll fuck you harder. Yeah. Like that's, that's the romance that- heroes I I've read. Yeah, because to me, it was from, like, listening to the podcast and, like, understanding, like, what these heroes are. They're very much, like, it seems like it's my way or the highway. That's it. It's that. And, like, with this, with Massimo saying, okay, 365 days and then you have an out. Yeah. I was like, oh, I guess that's kind of (laughs) nice. Yeah, way too nice. Way too Too nice. nice. I could never imagine any sort of Zoe Blake hero, any sort of Anna Zares hero, any sort of... Adelaide Forest hero ever saying you can leave. Yeah. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. You are mine. I'm going to fucking brand you with a fucking like tattoo. I'm going to put trackers in your body. You are not leaving me ever again. But Laura does try to leave. She does try to run away. Multiple times. Multiple times. And the first time, I guess Massimo had some business to attend to, which we see him like torturing some guy, I guess, with the sex trafficking thing. Um, she runs away, and then she sees Massimo kill a guy, and again, with her weak heart, she passes <laughs> out again, and then, I guess, wakes up in a bed of some sort. Yeah, there's a lot of waking up in beds. What I also want to call out here is she's clearly unhappy there. She doesn't want to stay, right? Yeah. However, before she runs out to, like, find him shooting this guy, yeah, she's in the shower completely naked. Yes. Like, would you say you're kidnapped by some guy, no matter how hot he is? I mean, we know me. I'll, I'll be all down for it. But, like, <laughs> Maxine's a normal person with a normal brain. Would you, if you didn't want to provoke this man, mm-hmm. take a shower in a glass shower completely naked just like waiting for him to walk in on you or anybody to walk in you don't know where you are you don't know who kidnapped you yeah like the sh- a shower is the last thing on my brain yeah i'm trying to get the fuck out of there exactly i'm trying to put more clothes on yeah and she's just there like sitting there in the shower yeah so i don't know maybe she was in shock we'll, we'll give her that but i d- i think she is talking with massimo and he's basically like you're going to be mine whatever whatever and then there was a great line where she says i'm not a bag of potatoes <laughs> as she's like kind of like fighting back massimo and his um you know and all the things that he's saying but i do appreciate her standing up for herself and kind of fighting back and i guess more in the she's trying to protect herself versus a provoking aspect with Um, that yeah the the potato line was amazing and there's a lot of potato lines which i love like later on at some point she says like i'm not a sack of potatoes you can't just like transport me as you will i mean she's polish i guess potatoes are like near and dear to her heart i love me a potato as a soviet girl so i'm with you but i think it's i think it's because he tells her like they're gonna leave and she's like i'm not leaving anywhere unless it's to poland yeah but then he takes, uh, then there's a breakfast time, there's a nap time, and then he's like, we're going shopping. Yes. Here's where I'm 100% on board with Laura. She takes him up on his shopping or for. Like, she buys out all of Sicily. Yes. 
she is on a shopping spree. And I said, good for her for taking advantage of that shopping spree. And she's, you know, trying on all the dresses. And then at one part, she puts on some sexy lingerie. Mm-hmm. And you and I were both like, why are you buying lingerie? If you clearly don't want to be with this man, yeah. why are you buying sexy lingerie? And, of course, Massimo at that point conveniently enters into the dressing room. And, of course, she's like, don't look at my body. Yeah. Like, you know, and... She, he said, oh, well, she says something to him about, like, this is the last, first time and last time you're ever going to see me in this lingerie. And, of course, he gets, like, pissed off and says, like, I'll see you whenever I want. I have the quote. Okay, good. <laughs> Not for the win. You know, you know me. <laughs> he gets her in a chokehold, oh, as yeah. he does. <laughs> and he says, I order it. I'm going to decide when I see it. <laughs> There you go. There you go, Massimo. He's laying down the law. But, like, them. again, like you said, it's not that she's buying, like, bras and underwear, because that I understand. Yeah. Like, you need bras and underwear to exist in life. She's buying, like, lingerie lingerie. Yes. Like, with, like, crisscrosses and, like, cutouts. And she then, later, we see her at, in dinner. Right. In the lingerie. Yes. Not in the dress, in the lingerie. In the lingerie. Yeah, so she gets pissed that he, with the lingerie comment, so she throws the lingerie at him and then proceeds to try to run away. She runs out of the store, tries to run away in heels, nonetheless. And she's just standing there in the middle of the street, kind of looking around, like, girl, just go. Girl, just go. If you want to run away, run away. And then she finds some police officer. She's trying to say, like, hey, I've been kidnapped. And they basically stare at her blankly. And then, again, Magician Massimo (laughs) appears out of nowhere. And they're like, buongiorno, sir. And then he's like there. And I think he says like, no, is there there another? Are you lost, baby girl? Or is it just a, is there another one? Oh, yeah. There's the third. Are you lost, baby girl? I have taken notes of all the baby girls. (laughs) (laughs) The third, are you lost, baby girl? Followed by, um... If you're trying to run away, those are not the correct shoes. There you go. Well, at least Massimo has some logic in him, right? But, like, there's, like, the back and forth with them. So, you know, I think we were both kind of mentioning how Laura, Laura, um, she's kind of a pain in the ass, right? Because she's, like, I hate you, trying to run away. But then she's, like, provoking him and trying to be, like, sexy. And then I'm, like, is this back and forth normal in a dark romance novel no i mean yes and no we love us a good banter like a, the, the verbal fights they had absolutely okay because we usually the heroine gives it as good as the as she gets it i guess but like the flouncy like i'm gonna tease you kind of thing not necessarily yeah like usually it's like i'm gonna fight you i'm gonna fight you i'm gonna fight you and again he's fighting back with orgasms usually yeah which at up until this point Still no sex. No sex. Not even a not even a, a finger diddly. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Herself. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's there's nothing. And like I said, usually the man asserts his dominance with his penis, which we love in a dark romance. Yes. And then eventually she kind of gives in. Yeah. And then then they're good to go. But like here, she it's like she's like teasing him. She's like trying to get him. She's trying to get him to rape her. Yes, she's he. She's definitely provoking him and tempting him with the things that she's doing. And then I think after that they have their dual shower scene, 
I believe that's after that. I think after that comes the pierogies. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. I forgot. <laughs> yes. Okay. So too soon. <laughs> yeah. So Mr. Savage is literally texting me right now about a Disney cruise. He is obsessed. He wants to go. He wants to go. He wants to go on a cruise again. And I told him the only cruise that we're going to be going on next is a Disney cruise because we have to bring the girls. Yeah. So he found, I'll, I'll, t- I'll read you the text messages. <laughs> he says, the larger Disney rooms fit five people. So is Aunt Amanda coming? <laughs> I'll go. Aunt Maxine's coming. <laughs> yeah, I'll go. <laughs> the big room with the private hot tub is only 22 grand, which, I mean, that sounds like a lot. But if you split it up with like a bunch of people, yeah. it could be doable. Yeah. So Mr. Savage, Aunt Maxine's coming. Aunt Aunt Amanda probably is coming too. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's we'll, coming. We'll share. We'll share a bed. It's okay. <laughs> no, everybody's coming. Uncle Corey can come Uncle too. Uncle Corey can come too. <laughs> anyway, okay. So we have, the, we have the pierogies. So I guess she basically realizes she's not going to be able to get away this time from Massimo. So she basically was like, "Well, if I'm going to be here, at least get me pierogies." Yeah, because they come to a truth point. Like after she tries to run away with the the police officers. There. Yes. They come to a truce, and she says, fine, if I'm going to be here, I want my laptop back, I want my phone back, Yeah. and I want something normal for dinner, like pierogies. So, of course, Massimo delivers for his girl, and the poor chef makes pierogies, and then Massimo, like, intently watches her eat them and asks how they are. Yeah. And I love her. She's like, they're not as good as my grandma's. But you don't have to kill him. I'll give him some pointers. Like, don't kill the chef. I was like, are they going to murder the poor chef? I was like, he's just trying to cook. I, I feel like that is a very dark romance thing. Okay. Like, the like chef's... Like, gunpoint, there should have been one of the goons there with, with the gun pointed like, to the chef's head. Yeah. But, I mean, if you think about it, the, the guy should know how to make a pierogi. Because it's yeah. like... It's almost like a, a gnocchi in a ravioli. Yeah. So... Not that far off. Not too far. Not too far off. So then I think after this, or maybe the following day, she goes to take a shower, and Massimo is still sleeping. Laura takes off her whatever pajamas, lingerie (laughs) thing, and clearly naked. Obviously, again, tempting him, provoking him. And Massimo then proceeds to get naked and go into the shower next to her. Or it's like, like a, gi- it's, it's a giant shower. It's a giant shower. So I guess there's like two shower heads. So mm-hmm. Laura's in one, Massimo's in the other one. And Laura's just staring at that dick. Just staring at that dick. Yeah. Like hardcore. She's trying to make that dick like speak words. To yeah. <laughs> so obviously Massimo notices that and... He, what did he say to her? Um, he says, Why are you looking at it? Yeah, like, why, why do you I think, think she's, she's like, Do you want it? something from me or are you just looking? Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and then we get, then she teases him some more. Yeah. And then we get baby girl number four. Yes, I got that fourth baby girl. <laughs> yeah, the fourth baby girl. So, yeah, it was kind of, yeah, again, he does kind of like a choke hold, almost kissing, mm-hmm. and then he kind of like lets her go. And then it just cuts to her getting, having a temper tantrum, getting out of a car, and like one of her, I guess they were going on a plane, they were going to Rome. Yeah. And she's just kicking and screaming, getting into the plane. Once just- again, he's not the one dragging her on the plane. Yeah. His goons tied her up yeah. and brought her on the plane. He's just standing there. Just yeah, watching. he's observing. And then, like, his one of his, uh, like, you know, right-hand man's like, 
good luck with her. Like, yeah. Have fun. Yeah, there was another... I don't remember when this happened, but, like, at, at one point, like, they're fighting. And Massimo's like, with the temper like that, why aren't you Italian or something? And yeah. she's like, have you ever met a Polish girl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, I think this will be my first one and my first and my last yeah. one. Or, like, one is enough to know. So now they're in Rome and oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. They're on the plane. Yes. Yeah. And we thought there was going to be another blowjob scene here, but it isn't. I guess we confused it with the original first one. Yeah. But she's literally just strapped down with like a million seatbelts dropping her to the seat so she can't go anywhere. And he basically just starts fondling her, her mm-hmm. breast, and then sticks his hand in her pants and is basically like, you have to earn this. Yeah. And then goes to proceed to high five one of his guys in the back. And I'm like. With the same hand. <laughs> I'm like, at least wipe your hand off on your pants or something like that. Yeah. Again, I mean, this one is a little bit more dark romance adjacent because there's a lot of like, I guess, like edging in dark romance. Okay. So he would like get the, the, the hero would like get the heroine to the point of like almost coming. Yeah. But then stop until he made her say I love you or like, you know, whatever whatever it is he's trying Got to get her it. to yeah, agree yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. But like there's, this is just stupid. Yeah. There is no like, I, again, with all these scenes and like all, all the stuff that there's no reason behind it. Exactly. There is nothing. Yeah, there is no reason behind it. So now they're they have this weird um, montage of Rome that definitely could have been cut out of the movie. We're just like you could have given us one little quick shot. There was like a minute long thing of her driving through Rome, and now they're at a restaurant or whatever, and she's sexually licking her ice cream, and Massimo is having a conversation with one of his guys, mm-hmm. and of course she goes up to Massimo. And she's like, "Are you guys talking about me?" And she's like licking the ice cream, and of course it looks like cum all over her face. So then of course she's like licking it with her lips, and like I'm bored, like. What are you bored about? And then she then goes to jump into a fountain or something like that. (laughs) And she's in all white. All white. All white. Yeah, because she goes on board and then she like, we don't even see her jump in the fountain, which is annoying. You don't even really know what she's doing until I guess one of the guys points out, I was like, oh, is she really going to do that? And he's like, oh, my God, she really is. And then all of a sudden cuts to them like walking through the lobby of their hotel or penthouse thing with both of them wet mm-hmm. so yeah and once again there's like no and, and he asks her why she did that and she said i was dirty and she, he was like why didn't you go to a bathroom she's like the fountain was closer like again she's just trying to provoke him exactly i don't know if she's trying to make it like his life so difficult i guess so he would send her back possibly yeah like, that's my only reasoning behind that's it. what i was thinking too like is she purposely torturing him because obviously he kidnapped her so she's like, well, if you're going to have me here as a prisoner, I'm just going to torture you as much as I can. Yep. So she basically, like, right, she, they're back at their penthouse hotel room. Mm-hmm. And Laura goes to his room, and she's in her robe, yeah. naked underneath, and basically is like, oh, I want you. I want your dick. JK. Yeah. Like, of course, you know, and he's like, don't provoke me, blah, blah, blah. Um, but he locks the door. And then do you want to proceed with the scene? With <laughs> Yeah, the scene that made me the angriest out of this entire fucking movie. This is the most unromance novel-like thing. because, the, And I'm only saying that because this, this book is supposed to be a romance novel. So yes. this movie is supposed to be based on a romance novel. This is the most useless scene. Yes. He locks her 
which is great. He then ties her to like his I guess it's like his sexy like bondage bed. Yeah. He locks her up with a spreader bar and like anytime she struggles the spreader bar gets wider, wider and wider yeah. and wider. He then proceeds to have another woman walk in. Yeah. And once again give him a blowjob another, in front of her. In front of her. But then says to her, "I'm going to show you what you're missing." Yeah. And this was where our problem was because we're like, if he he is like, "I'm going to show you what you're missing." I'm sorry. I'm not going to be like, "Oh, I saw another girl give you a blowjob." I'm not going to be like, "I'm not missing out on anything." <laughs> again, he's ring, breaking the cardinal rule of romance by cheating on her because at this point they're together. Yeah. So he he's cheating her blatantly in front of her. Yeah. And also, like, the only way this sort of makes sense is if he would, like, either eat out the lady, like, really great, and, like, she would, like, see, oh, my God, this man has skills, Uh or, like, at least have sex with her so that the other, the woman was the one having pleasure, not necessarily him. him. But also, can we, we did not know in that giant, in that hotel room, that giant painting of him with a lion. lion. <laughs> yes, the portrait of him with the lion, which was ridiculous. Insanity. But yeah. And so then he proceeds, like the lady, he comes in the lady's face. Yeah. The lady leaves. And Laura's just left there on the bed, presumably turned on, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Basically, he's telling her, like, this could have been you. But, yeah, like, I'm basically going to, like, torture you. Or basically saying to her, like, I can have you right now any way I want, in any position I want, any mm-hmm. part of your body. And she's just like, I'm begging. She goes, I'm begging you. And I'm like, I'm begging you for what? To have sex with her? Yeah. To let her go? But he unties her and they proceed to the boat mm-hmm. in the next scene. Yeah. Which, <laughs> which, again, it's like, dude, you tied her up. Follow through. At least diddle her, eat yeah. her out, do something. Yeah. No. Well, yeah, like a te- tease her, like she's been teasing you, provoke yeah. her. But I guess maybe he's trying to stay true to his word of being like, I'm not gonna give you, you. I'll wait for you to want me. Yeah, like I'm not gonna touch you. But he's been touching her this whole time. Yeah. Just not in any way that anybody finds any pleasure from. Yeah. That scene would have worked for me if he had, like edged her yes you know what i mean like he tied her up and and like either fingered her or ate her out or yeah. even like used a vibrator or something, something. to make her like almost come yeah and then set her free right. yeah but no he like i don't know like f- grabs her titty a little bit yeah and then is like all right fuck off go get ready we're going to a club oh yes okay this is the club oh i forgot i like skip the whole club scene this is like a very big um plot point in yeah. this story so basically i guess she's pissed so now she wants to again torture him provoke him so all of a sudden she gets you know like a 12 a 24 inch extension ponytail out of nowhere and she's mm-hmm. in her little sexy uh, silver dress she goes up to him and basically says like oh you can basically fuck me without having to take my dress off and then proceeds to take his hands and put it up her dress and then like walks away yeah so yeah he's not only does she just walk away she then go like finds because he they're at this club because he's doing some sort of deal again yeah. with like some other mafia people pre- presumably we don't know nobody ever tells us anything yeah. <laughs> so no wonder Laura's always pissed. I don't know anything. <laughs> Neither do I. Yeah. So they're like, she like gets one of his, I don't know, business partners or like these people that he's supposed to be dealing with and like starts like sexily dancing and like grinding against him. Yeah. 
And Massimo gets pissed. So he goes down to... Yeah, where they are. And at that point, like, you can tell that Laura is, like, not happy because the guy's, like, trying to rape her. In the middle of a club. Well, wait, no. So he goes down, yeah, with, he was, she was, like, dancing or whatever, like, talking and, like, kind of groping a guy. And then he goes down and all of a sudden he looks up and she, now Laura's a magician because she magically <laughs> got back upstairs and is pole dancing. And one of the, like, other, not, yeah. like, yeah, from, like, one of the other little mafia families basically is, like, I'm going to fuck you so hard and, like, starts grabbing Laura. Yeah. And Massimo runs back upstairs and he does the double gun. <laughs> <laughs> I did the hand motions, guys. <laughs> and is like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> but once again, we don't know what happens. We don't they know what happens. They just cut to the next scene. They cut to the next scene. That's when they're in the boat. Yeah. That's now we're on the boat. Now we're on the boat. Now we're on the boat. Laura f- comes to Massimo as he's arguing with Mario, his, like, right-hand man. Yeah. About Laura, I guess. Yes. And she apologizes about causing issues. Yeah, because I think he, Massimo, shot some, one of the, I guess, that guy, like, he in the hand. He shot his hands he shot, off. Yeah, shot his hands off. For touching her. Which, that part I love. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. But now he, like, started a war with this other mafia family. Yes. And, obviously, Mario... Poor Mario. He, he he's just logic. <laughs> justice for Mario. Justice for Mario. Yes. He's just trying to cover his ass. And so Laura comes and apologizes to him. And then they they end up arguing once again yes. on the boat. <laughs> this was the <laughs> Laura, they're arguing. Laura's at the edge or whatever, at the edge of the boat and just <laughs> falls off into the water. It's <laughs> Natalie and I were probably cracking up for like three minutes. Oh my god! <laughs> just like, and just, she can't swim apparently, and she has a weak heart. Remember, and she, she has, has a, a weak, weak heart. heart. So he jumps in after her to save her, and you can just—I'm uh, I'm dying because like the visual is just like him in the water and her like flailing. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> and then once again, she wakes up in a bed. Wakes up in a bed. Of course, he's like. I had to save you. Mm-hmm. And now this is Laura's real turning point. Yes. Where she's like, oh, you saved me. Now let me give you yet another <laughs> blowjob for Massimo. This is three at this point. And then we finally get our first sex scene at one in one. What is one hour and eight, eight minutes. minutes. Yes. And it is a montage sex scene. So they finally have sex. Blowjobs are in the bed, they're on the table, they're on the chairs, they're in the lounge in the sun. I noted, I go, I hope they they, uh, put on some sunscreen because that Mediterranean sun is no joke. They have some burns on that ass. That butthole is getting (laughs) burned. Definitely. And our poor Laura... She's Polish. She's got this, like, pale-ass skin. I'm worried for her. I'm worried, very worried about her. Girl. Because, again, not again, I don't think we noticed, we mentioned the amount of saliva in this movie. Yes. Oh, that's where we get the the spit. (laughs) Yeah. Spit when he's going down on her. He's about to go down on her, and he spits on her pussy, which... I don't. I could understand if, like, he was about to insert himself. Yeah. But why would you spit on it before you eat it? Yeah. I don't know. It made no sense. It made me gag. Yeah. I think he made, I think uh, the actor was a little too into the scene, so. Yeah. He's very into all the sex scenes. Yeah. But m- once most again, definitely. justice for poor Mario. He's on that boat I know. somewhere. Like, where's this old man? 
Poor guy, poor Mario's just like, they're fucking again. <laughs> and they're fucking for, like, it's a marathon. Like, yeah. Three minutes of straight nothing. We get nothing, nothing, and then, like, it's once the floodgates open. open. It's just straight, literally, we timed it. Three minutes yeah. of them just Because it's the whole doing song. Doing it all. Um, it's that song, which, what the fuck is this? I song? See Red, it's like that. I, I See Red, red. Yeah. yeah, whatever. I was. See Red. Yeah. <laughs> That whole song is the, them nothing but fucking. Yeah. And then that's it. They're like together and everything is yes. good. So they have to go to the ball. So now. Oh, is that? Yes. yes. Then he then he tells her they're on the boat and he's like, we go get ready. We're going to a ball. And she freaks out because she, she, this bitch has the audacity <laughs> to say, I have nothing to wear. I'm like, didn't you just go on a shopping spree? She just bought out all of Sicily yeah. of its designer clothing. Yeah. So then we get the getting ready montage yes. with like presumably two gay guys yes. because their outfits are insane. Yes. And as a romance hero, I would assume the only people you would let touch your lady the... are gay men. Yes. But then again, we don't know because his goons have been handling her this whole time. So, so who, who knows? knows? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? So they go to the ball and it's a masquerade ball question mark because Laura's in the mask has her little like masquerade. Yeah mask thing on some of none of the men do but some of the other women do so it's a little it's like half the people are in masks and half, half of them aren't. aren't so i don't know i said that maybe there was a miscommunication with the theme of the, this ball going on here and they have a sexy dancing tango montage yes. another they really love their montages in this movie i'm telling you this was like a sexy music video yes because most of it is them doing stuff to music yes. with like a sprinkling of are you lost baby yeah, girl yeah you lost baby girl that's that's the whole movie that's the whole movie and that's it so then the ex-girlfriend mm. approaches them yes anna and basically tells massimo like oh you found her and he's like yeah i found her and basically anna says i'm going to kill her yeah she says i'm going to take away the most important yeah. thing in your life, because you did that to me. Yes. Which we never specify. Once again, no specification of what that thing is. I'm assuming it was him. Yes. But we don't know. We don't know. Because, like, was it, like, did he kill, like, one of her family members on accident? Well, maybe not on accident. I don't know. But, you know, like, it's, again, a lot of context is missing from it. But I guess they probably had to cut a lot of it out. But it's a uh, fucking long-ass movie. If you just take out, like, at least half the montages yeah. and the useless them walking like through Italy scenes yeah. you could put the context in yes definitely so Laura of course and makes sense she wants to leave and then they proceed to have sink and bathroom sex after a death threat so you know yeah your usual sex scene yeah a great sex scene and a she's like gotten out of a shower with perfect makeup of course as always perfect hair yeah, yeah. and then he comes up behind her and as Maxine noted, his stamina is not the greatest. It it was like a very, I guess very it was a quick. quickie. It was, it was a quickie. Yeah. Sometimes you need a quickie. Sometimes you just need, you just need to bake it out. The <laughs> other thing I'm going to note here, okay, and this is what I noticed when you said the thing about the stamina, is the two-for-one rule doesn't seem to exist in this romance. Yeah. Like everybody who's listened knows the two-for-one rule for orgasms. For every orgasm a woman has, I mean, I mean I'm sorry, for every orgasm a man has in a romance novel the woman usually has at least two yes two is the mi minimum minimum usually it's like 
five. Yes. Okay. We don't know how many she's had. I guess during the montage, I'm assuming she's had many. Yeah. But like in this very quickie situation, she's only had possibly the one. We don't yeah. even know. Could if be a she one had to one. one. It's a one to one ratio. It is unacceptable. <laughs> And I needed it to be noted. Massimo needs, uh, he needs to stop getting blowjobs. Yeah, to say, the only thing this man is good at is getting blowjobs. Yeah. Which, I'm sorry, any man is good at getting blowjobs. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not impressed, Massimo. Not impressed. We are not impressed. So, obviously, with this death threat, I think Massimo decides to send Laura back to Poland um, with the excuse that like she wants to go and see her family mm-hmm. and sends her back. And this is where he first says that he loves her. Yeah. He says, I love you. And that's it. And then it's just, she's on her way to the airport. And I think she's with, not Mario, the other guy, Dominic. The, or the, I think it's his cousin. Yeah, the cousin yeah. or something like that. He gets a phone call. It's very cryptic. She's He basically tells Laura, you have to stay in Warsaw. Wait in Warsaw. Wait, yeah, wait and in Warsaw. I think Warsaw. I wrote it down exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah, wait in Warsaw. And then he like gets out of the car. car. And gets into a different black SUV. That's the one thing that anybody knows who's listening to the podcast. They definitely stick to the mafia people's black SUV rule of Zoe Blake. <laughs> Zoe Blake. <laughs> many, many black SUVs. Yes. That's the only cars they have. Yeah, it's the only cars that they have. So, of course, uh, Laura doesn't know what's going on. She ends up back, or ends up back, but she gets back to Poland. Obviously, she's very sad, so she decides to go visit her best friend, Olga, and they have their little, well, I'm sorry. So first, she's, like, all sad and basically confesses everything to Olga about, like, what happened, and Olga's like, let's do a makeover. So again, we have another montage montage. of them. It's like a spa day slash makeover. Yeah. yeah. And she got offered a job during this scene. Remember? She was like on the phone. And then Did she's, she? Yeah. They're like, they offered me like general da 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 at whatever place. And then she's like, Olga's like, woo, you Ooh. got it. But I'm like, not clearly. No context whatsoever. <laughs> again. But this is what I was unsure of. Like, how long was she in Poland for at this point? We eventually found out that it was two months-ish. Well, she said two... I mean, Olga said it was two months of her knowing Massimo. So it was like... I wish there was like sometimes like how long was she in Italy with him for? How yeah. long was she in Poland for? We don't know. For? So those are things... Again, I just... I was like, I need to know this. Yeah, I, I don't know. To, I don't know. To feel the love of but it. But yeah. During this montage of like them getting ready... Oh no, before. When... Because Laura, Laura, Laura goes through this entire like... the. The, 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 all the stages of grief yeah. with um, Olga. She's like sad, then she's mad, then she's happy. Yeah. They're like drinking a whole bunch of wine together. Yeah. And then um, I think after that they go to get ready or like go to the hair salon. And this is my hand. Forget baby girl. Okay. This is my favorite line in the entire movie. And it's from Olga, who is my favorite character of this yeah. whole fucking movie. <laughs> Olga great. is a stan okay she says fuck martin her ex-boyfriend yes fuck martin fuck massimo and fuck all the other mozzarellas <laughs> <laughs> olga is dropping truth bombs over here that is for sure yeah i love olga she's because she's the only character in this entire movie that's acting according to like normal rule like the way a normal human would react yes like, if I came to you, if we went on vacation, Max, right, <laughs> and Mr. Savage, let's just say, he he would never, but let's just say Mr. Savage, like, 
Oh, we found out. We forget to tell you. Um, Martin cheated on Laura at some point. Oh, yes. During their vacation. Yes. Which is why she agreed to stay with Massimo eventually. Yes, because Massimo had pictures yeah, of, of Martin Mar- fucking some lady. Yeah. But, like, let's just say we go on vacation. You, me, Corey, Mr. Savage, and I end up missing in action. Yeah. Okay? You- and then let's just say about a month and a half later, because we don't really know how long. Yeah. I show up on your doorstep, and I'm like... <laughs> confessing to you that I got kidnapped. I'm living, I live. I lived out my dark romance dreams. I got kidnapped by some hot Italian mobster. Yeah. He made me give him a blowjob, apparently. That's the only thing that he was apparently <laughs> okay with. Like, you wouldn't be like, oh, good for you, girl. We'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, no, 100%. Which is exactly how Laura, uh, Laura's friend Olga, like, reacts to her. Yes. It's the only normal human being in this entire fucking movie. Yes. She's the only one that like, has some logic in her in her brain. Yeah. So, yeah. But then Laura, anyway, they're in this whole montage situation of the, the makeover. She gets a blonde haircut. Yes. A haircut and dyes her hair blonde, which is the worst wig I've ever seen in my whole life. Yes. It's, one of the worst. It's pretty bad. Yes. I don't understand, though, because, like, again, budget-wise, the movie's, like, cin- cinematography was on point. So, like, couldn't we get, like, a normal-looking wig? They like, blew the budget on the clothing, too. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the shopping sprees, they couldn't, they had to get some cheap-ass wig off of Amazon. I'm telling you, the wig was horrible. Horrible. Also, let's be realistic for any hairdressers out there. You're not going to go from dark brown, like, dark, dark brown, to platinum blonde in a day. Without your hair falling Without off. Without your hair 100%. So, yeah. let's be realistic with that. Um, that's besides the point. I guess we can, uh, lift that yeah, <laughs> logic. Look, romance <laughs> reasons. We'll, romance we'll chalk it up to romance, romance reasons. reasons. <laughs> yeah. Romance reasons. So they go to the club, the club, Once and again. they're dancing and having a good time. And who is there? But Laura's ex, Martin. Martin shows up. Martin shows up and is basically like, where have you been? I'm so sorry I got your letter. I felt so horrible. He's like, I wanted to go get drunk, so I called my friend, and I had one drink, and I don't remember anything after that, which makes me think, did Martin get set up by Massimo? I think he did. I think he did because... You know, how one, how would Massimo get those pictures? Mm-hmm. So clearly he roofied um, Martin's drink and then obviously put a prostitute or whatever. Yes, set um, somebody up. Yeah, set him up and then got those pictures. So poor Martin. I mean, Mar- Martin was an ass. Don't get me wrong. He was yeah. a bad boyfriend. But, like, did he deserve that? Yeah, I think so. but I think at that point Martin was also saying, like, because Laura was like, look, you slept with a woman, it's it's fucked. But even if you hadn't, like, you have been a horrible boyfriend to me. She said something like, I'm always going to come second after your work. Yeah. And I don't deserve that. Mm-hmm. And he agreed. And he's like, look, I know, like, this. He, I've had this time to reflect. And, like, I'm going to change. Whatever. Look, I'm not saying that what he did was right. But he's come around. Yes. And then he followed her home. And, like, they um, were arguing in... in in Laura's apartment when they yes. walked in. And once again, the magician Massimo <laughs> shows, <laughs> shows up is in Laura's apartment and is basically like, I don't know what you're saying, but like, she clearly doesn't want you here. So you need to go. Yeah. Uh, and then we get baby girl number five. Baby girl number five. <laughs> <laughs> baby girl down there. Um, yeah. Cause she's like, 
what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah. And his answer to her is, you look stunning, baby girl. Yeah. And then they have angry makeout yep, session exactly. against the window. Yes. Which is where I'm going to say, lost opportunity, missed opportunity. They're in his, in this beautiful apartment that, that I'm assuming he bought her. Yes. In Warsaw with like the lights and it's like gla- floor to ceiling like, windows. Yes. And they're making out against the, angrily making out against the windows. And then like you see the shot from outside the apartment, yeah. which was beautiful actually. Yes. Of like him picking her up and she wraps her legs around him. It'd been great. They should have fucked against that window. Maybe it was a liability issue. He brought her to the fucking couch. Yeah, brought her to the couch, continued to have sex, and then she notices on Massimo a wound on his chest, which I'm assuming was a bullet hole wound, Um, but it looks more like a bruise, so I don't know. And then, so she sees this, Mm -hmm. and I think this is when Laura realizes that she loves Massimo. So she says, I don't need 365 days. Yeah. I love you. And he's like, say it again. Yeah. She's like, I love you. So, of course, you know, they fades to, oh, my God. <laughs> so aggressive. Fades to black, and they wake up in the morning. And he proposes. And he proposes, and she says yes. And then they proceed for another shopping montage. Yes, because girl doesn't have enough clothes, apparently. But this, I... I think I kind of see where they were going with this shopping montage. It was almost like the juxtaposed to the first one. Okay. Because it was like a fun one where his goons weren't there. Yeah. It was just him and her. And she's dragging him from store to store. And he's looking at her in these outfits. And then, like, they have sex in the dressing room. Yes. Because she, like, taunts him uh-huh. with, like, a sexy dress. And, like, I think it's meant to show... Kind of like how far they've come. Yeah. That's a good uh, analysis of it. Thank I was just you. like another montage. <laughs> I was trying to I was trying to get something <laughs> out something, of this you know, movie. There's like anything out of this. But yeah, but they didn't say like, so the dress was for a wedding. Yeah. They were going, all of a sudden they're now They didn't say this. Yeah. They, now, and the next scene was like them cut to being guests at her friend's wedding. Yeah. The end. In the end, <laughs> the end, that's it. Well, he, met her, he meets her parents there. Yes, yeah, so she meets her parents. The mom is like, you look really pale. Of course, the dad's like, what are your intentions? And it's funny, they ask him, what do you do? And he goes, I'm a gangster. Which we didn't note, but um, during that first dinner scene with Laura and Massimo, she does ask him, what do you do? And, and he goes, all he says is, I, I do business. <laughs> I do business. Like, so, like, he could have said that to her parents. Yeah. she asked him like please don't tell them that you're um in the mom yeah i would assume that my you know the parents wouldn't be too happy with that so like instead of saying that line to the parents he admits to being a gangster yeah and her parents laugh it off yeah and then his her his her dad is like let's go do vodka shots yeah (laughs) so hilarious enough um and now they're back on the boat Yes, the infamous boat. boat um, but no sex this time. I was surprised. I think no. they just had to get as many boat scenes in with that they, rental. <laughs> they had that boat rental. They had to put it in. So now I guess they're back in Italy, and now she's saying how she doesn't feel well. Yeah, because um, she's not hungry. She's not hungry, and she doesn't feel well. So we're like, uh-oh. Mm. I mean, we obviously know what it is. So she supposedly... I don't know if this is Massimo or Laura's decision not to have any of her family at the wedding or anything. I remember she's like, well, 
I can't have my parents. I can't have, I just need to have my best friend there, mm-hmm. Olga. So Olga comes to Italy to yeah. be with Laura. And I guess at some point, um, Laura finds out that she's pregnant because now she's confessing it to Olga. Yeah. And now um, Laura's kind of unsure if she wants to have the baby mm-hmm. or not. Um, obviously, Olga's there and was like, we'll raise this baby together. Blah, blah, blah. But that's yeah. where we find out the two months where she's like, you've only known this man for two months. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't do this. You're gonna, you're in a prison. Yeah. And again. A golden cage. A golden <laughs> cage. And again, here's Olga with the logic, the only one who can kind of yeah, see everything for well, what it is. Because when she told Lara, when Lara told Olga that she was pregnant, mm-hmm. Olga fucking freaked. She's like, what the fuck you mean you're pregnant? Like, you've only known him for two months. Can you, like are you stupid yeah like how could you he's a fucking mob like he keeps you a prisoner pretty much yeah like how could you willingly have this kid this guy's baby again like she she was the only voice of reason in this entire movie and i think that the reason that olga was there was because like you said they somehow agreed that none of her family was going to come to the wedding because she didn't want them knowing that he's a mobster yeah and i guess the only way to not show them that is to like not have him at the wedding with like all these mobster people but i feel like there could have been a way around that yeah because in my humble opinion and i've read many of romance novels yes. with mobsters like the the wedding is kind of neutral zone yeah like nobody gets usually shot at the wedding <laughs> nobody usually like gets it's shot. usually just a wedding with a lot of fancy food yeah like it, it could have just been a wedding. Like, I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, romance reasons. We needed Olga there. Yeah. And then they go wedding dress shopping. Yes, they go wedding dress shopping. And I think this is our first little taste with um, Olga and the cousin, Do- Dominic, Dominic or Do- Dominico, something like that. Um, a little, like, ban- not banter, but a little flirting. So I think that's your little taste for yeah like i think in the second movie you get that and i guess laura comes out in her dress of course she's stunning and beautiful in her horrible blonde wig yes and laura decides she's like i want my man and my baby mm-hmm. she wants them both yeah so that wedding dress was hot though. it was beautiful it yes. was beautiful on her yes. i mean laura is a look minus the wig she's a beautiful woman yes. and like she has a great body yes so anything looks great on her but this was like lace mermaid yeah gown, and it was perfect for her yes and then then they're driving back home uh laura calls massimo and is like i got like i love you blah blah and she's like um, after dinner tonight, I want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And he's like, about what? Now, there's, this is where we're getting some cut scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, Mario's in a car. He gets a phone call, and they're like, they're going to kill Laura. Yeah. So, of course, Mario's like, we got to go. Um, Laura goes into the tunnel. Massimo's like, Laura. 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 Mario's running to Massimo. <laughs> and he, Mario, no, sorry. Massimo turns around to Mario, and Mario's like, like the yeah. face and Massimo's face. <laughs> Massimo's face drops. Drops. I mean, again, the acting impeccable. <laughs> Chef's kiss. Impeccable. <laughs> this man cannot act for his life. Yeah. I'm so sorry. But like, the face he makes is just like a fucking drowned dog. Yeah. And he drops his mm. knees, and we get the like, 
cuts of Laura f- from like the very beginning, beginning when, yeah. when he saw her in that dream, I guess. Yes. And then the next thing we know is that there's like a pan out of the tunnel and there's yeah. like a cop car yeah, there cop with the lights on. And that's the end of the movie. And that is the end. And then so lives you on a cliffhanger. Um, I do know that there is a second movie, which I did start watching like I feel like a year ago. Didn't finish it. I can't honestly remember it. But I didn't watch it. Maybe we do it next we need, time. We need to come back and redo it. <laughs> yes. Um, maybe next weekend. Yes. So what's your overall take on 365, 365 days? I enjoyed it. Okay. But probably not for the reason that it wanted me to enjoy it. Yeah. Not for the sexy reason. No. I did not find it sexy at all. Yeah. Look, the guy's hot. Massimo, um, Michelle Moran, whatever his yeah. name is, he's hot. He's yes. got the look. Yes. He definitely has the mob look yeah he's got the abs the tattoos on his knuckles his throat yeah his chest everywhere well except for the uh, charmed oh my logo. god yes it does look a charmed it look. looks like so if you guys know the uh late 90s early 2000s uh teen drama charmed yes uh if you can remember you can visualize the logo in your hand uh head um massimo or whatever michelle has a tattoo on his chest with the same font. Yeah, and it's I think it says clouded or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something but like it, that. But it's just, I'm, every time I see it, I'm like, Charmed? <laughs> yeah, which I'm not, I loved Charmed. Yeah, so. me too. Yeah. Me too. But yeah, like, the guy is hot, and like I said, visually, the movie is beautiful. It made no sense to me. And I think that the book was bad, so the movie was bad. Yes. Because I could, uh, look, you know me, I'm not a judgmental person. I can I can get through a book. Okay, for yeah. multiple reasons. But this book just made no sense to me when I was reading it. I'm not sure if maybe it was a translation. That's what it, I was going to say. Could it possibly be a translation it issue? It could have Because when they, you know, originally it was published in, in Polish because the author is Polish. Yeah. And then they translated it into English. And what I remember is that this book, I bought it on Kindle. Yeah. And it was like $8, which is a lot for a Kindle book. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Usually a Kindle book is like a dollar, two dollars, okay. three dollars. It was like $7.99. Oh, wow. And I was like, okay, I'm going to buy it, you know, because I wanted to read it. I'd returned it. It was horrible. You can return Kindle books? I can. Yeah, oh. you can return oh, Kindle books. That. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, if you haven't read like a certain amount of them. You, oh, okay. I, you can return You it. can't return it if you've read the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay. I think if you read up to like a certain percentage, you can return it. Yeah. And I, th- I told you, I think I'd read like 8%. And, yeah. And I was like, I can't do this. Yeah. Just because like Laura in the book and in the movie in the beginning she has been she's insufferable in a way yeah but like it just made no sense like she was supposed to be this like badass woman Mm -hmm. who like talks back and like is great at business and she just crumbles and becomes this whiny bitch yeah and i couldn't do it i couldn't do it yeah i think that's what's i think hard with these um heroines and these books because a lot of them are really tough, and then they, like, lose... I feel like they lose their spirit sometimes a little bit. Yeah. And I'm just like, stay true to yourself. I don't know. I feel like... Look, I'm, I'm okay with them losing their spirit if you show me how. <laughs> show me how. You- show me show me your work. Okay, yeah. you're a teacher. Show me your work. Show me your work. I want to see it. <laughs> because if it's, like, a flip of a switch and nothing happened except for you becoming this man's captive... Yeah. I can see if she, like, was trying to be smart and, like, 
accommodating to him to like stay alive makes sense yeah but she was just trying to provoke him at every scene yeah for no reason because for no reason at all it made no sense to me like i said the movie storyline wise was very choppy the scenes were choppy it was confusing yeah it was fun it was it was definitely fun. Um, I mean, both of the characters were very good looking, so I was like pleasurable to like yeah. and see them enjoy. I mean, I liked it too, but again, I agree. I feel like if the editing was a little bit better, we could have had a better storyline. Because I again, I feel like there's a lot of plot holes mm-hmm. in the story, and I guess they just wanted to put more sex scenes. Which honestly, now thinking in retrospect. I feel like many. there wasn't that many. You really no. only had, I mean, with Laura and uh, Massimo, you only had three. Yeah. Really, with them, mm-hmm. Massimo had five because yes. the other two were blowjobs. So. And I'm telling you, as a romance reader, cheating is a big no-no. Yeah. That right there lost me. Yeah. You, you cannot say that you love her or that you're even obsessed with her if you let another woman put her mouth on your dick. Yeah. My romance hero... If a woman even touches him wrong while he is already enraptured mm-hmm. in his heroine, she is either losing a hand or at the very least just being pushed off. Yeah. Like, it's just, it made no sense to me. It hurt my heart and I was not for it. I'm sorry that you weren't for it. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. But no, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was good. And I think we in the future should watch the second one and then yes. do another review on it thank you for having more thorough notes than me i'm just like writing random things well um i'm a professional yes you are a professional this is my pseudo job (laughs) and as mr savage says i apparently enjoy sexy homework (laughs) you enjoy sexy homework well yes i guess you do enjoy sexy homework so Uh, this was definitely more difficult this was the first time we did a movie instead of a book so it was hard because I had to watch the movie and also type out notes. Yeah. Usually when I'm reading, you can just highlight. It's yeah. a lot easier. If I have to like put a note in into the highlight, it's also easier because I, I can do it without having to like pause the movie mm-hmm. and keep going. Maybe next time we have to get like the transcript of the uh, or the script of the oh movie. Oh my God, and read it? <laughs> and, oh. re- and while we're watching, you can highlight. Maybe. And write notes like that. I, I mean, know. the That's script will idea. probably be like that. But... Yeah, and maybe we'll pause. We'll be a little bit more. Uh... No, I think I think the way we did it was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe what we have to do is I have to watch it alone, and then we watch it together. Okay. So that kind of like with this movie, I kind of knew the yeah because yeah. we've watched it before. before yeah. Um, I I'm not gonna lie to you. I've watched this movie multiple times. Oh. <gasps> I feel watched... betrayed. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I've watched it alone. Uh oh. Then I watched it with you that first time. Okay. Yes. Yes. And then now I watched it again. With oh, you. okay. I was gonna be like. <gasps> maybe watch it with mr savage no no i try i I don't think he would watch it honestly i don't think he would watch it he would walk out he would walk out immediately 100 percent. he'd be like this is stupid the only reason i got him to even do the podcast with me that one time with mr with zoe blake is because he didn't have to do shit he just showed up yeah like he's not watching anything he didn't have to do any homework any sexy homework he didn't have to do any sexy homework i had to do sexy homework (laughs) afterwards to pay him for this I had to do the things. I had to pay up, which is I love that listeners. I love you. You got. I I love that you enjoyed that episode, and I love that you want more, Mister Savage. I cannot have him on more than like once or twice a year. Yeah, 
<laughs> okay, I do not have the bandwidth or the stamina. <laughs> he had Massimo stamina. <laughs> he had the, the stamina Massimo should have had. <laughs> Yo, damn it. So, anyway, do you have any palate cleansers for me, Maxine? Oh, shit, a palate cleanser. Um, It doesn't have to be a book. It could be, like, anything. It could be anything. Oh. What are you enjoying? What am I enjoying? I mean, um, as you mentioned before, I'm a teacher, so I'm enjoying my summer. I only have a few weeks left of summer break, so just trying to enjoy time at the beach and at the pool and hanging out with Natalie and any of my other friends and family that I don't really get to spend as much time with during the school year. What about you? I am not a teacher, so I'm working. (laughs) (laughs) However... Um, I'm going to have to shout out this book that I, I'm going to be very honest with you and upfront. I have not read it yet, but it is an Anna Zares, Charmaine Paul's book. Okay. They like came together to, to do this duet of a book. And I'm just going to read you a one star review because I know this is the way that everybody who loves dark romance shops for books. This is a one star review from Amazon for this book. It says a woman's no does not mean yes. <laughs> Russian, American, African, Iranian, whatever nationality or culture the male of our species is, is raised in and should have respect for a woman as a person. The physical attraction between a man and a woman does not reflect their mind and soul. Manhandling a woman signifies a selfish, self-centered coward. No matter how physically strong intelligent or wealthy the man is, I will never recommend this book to others. I one-clicked that book so hard. It is White Knights, The Complete Duet by Anna Zares and Charmaine Poles. Um, And like I said, I haven't read this book, uh, so I don't know what it is. But um, I'm all for all the stuff that that lady said she didn't want in a book. So (laughs) I feel like that's exactly what I want in a book. Yes. So that's my palate cleanser. I haven't started it yet. I downloaded it yesterday, and I'm going to dive in later tonight. Yes. Well, can I do a palate cleanser too? Like yeah. A second? No, of two? Well, I like I said, Natalie just started. Well, I guess maybe last year, right? I started getting more into romance yeah. books. So I really like the one, the cast a spell or whatever that one with the wolf gone wild oh, and all yes. those. So I really been enjoying those books. I like a little. I guess I like a little supernatural. A little supernatural. So paranormal. Is paranormal. Sorry. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Um, those books are the Juliet Cross books. Yeah. They're the Stay a Spell Stay a series, spell, yeah. and they start with Wolf, Go- wolf Gone Wild. Um, yeah, they're amazing. They are not dark romance by any means. No, but that's like what I need. I'm like, I'm yeah, like fine. A, a light, you're, like a milk chocolate. Yeah, <laughs> a dove gray. A dove gray. A dove gray. Okay, we're getting there. It's okay. I um no, I I really enjoy those books too. Yeah. And they're not dark romance. The first book has a little bit of, not even Dubcon, because the woman is into it. But yes. There's yeah. that like haunted house. Scene, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Where the the wolf comes out comes out of our main hero. Yes. And takes over his body and um, corners our heroine in like a haunted house. Yeah. And they're like in a coffin. Yeah, they're in like in a coffin in a haunted house, and he like feels her up and stuff. Yeah, and she's she's totally into it. Yeah. So there's really no dub dubcon in there, but I just love that hero and the audio on those books yeah. are incredible. Yeah. Well, I guess if you ever do a 
a dove gray you can episode back. I could come back. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to cover those books. Those books are a lot of fun. Yeah. Maybe for like Halloween we'll do a bonus Oh, episode. yeah. That could be fun. Yeah. I like it. So, yeah, those, again, it, I'm getting her started. I made the mistake of, I, I made the mistake of recommending uh, Desperate Measures to you by Katie Robert. Oh, yeah. De- Desperate, well, I started with the Dark Olympus books, which I did really like. Yes. I do really like those them. Those are, again, Heather Gray. Heather Gray. <laughs> um, and then I went to the Wicked Villains. I think that's mm-hmm. the Desperate, and the Desperate Measures, like, I remember, I think it was like 20 minutes of the book, and I'm like, I don't know if I could do it. I mean, I listened to the rest of it. It was fine, but that first scene, I was like, yeah, I don't know if that's for me. Because he chases her down. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He chases her down, like, rips off her panties, and yeah. Mm. Yeah, see, I, I'm totally for that. Okay, you're, like, no, like <laughs> you're like, can I get, give me more, please? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, it's funny. Because this is what I mean by dark romance. Like, to me, that wasn't dark. But to Maxine, that was dark. Yeah. And I, I respect that. So um, we'll we'll get her in. And again, <laughs> dark romance is not for everybody. Yeah. It's fine. Like, I'm just glad that you're enjoying romance in general. Because yes. it, it brings me so much happiness. Oh, I'm glad. I'm yeah. glad I can bring you some happiness. <laughs> Um, thank you so much for listening, everybody. I'm not sure what episode is coming next, so I will insert it at the end of this episode. And we hope that you have a great week, everybody. Take care. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this extra special episode. I really had such a great time recording it with my BFF, Maxine. Thank you to her for coming to the rescue. Next week, Tori is finally back. I'm so excited. And we are diving into The Pucking Wrong Number by C.R. Jane. It was actually a pick by one of you, a Trigger Tribe member, Camille. Thank you, Camille, for the recommendation. If you want to recommend a book for the podcast, please email us at triggerwarningromance at gmail.com or just reach out to us through any of our socials. We are at Trigger Warning Romance on Instagram, TikTok. You can always message us through the Facebook group, Trigger Warning Romance, our dark romance podcast listeners support group. Please also make sure to rate and review the podcast on whatever app you listen through. It really helps us get in front of other listeners' ears. Anyway, thank you so much for listening and have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next Monday.